0: Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach and number one best-selling author, Gordon Burcham.
1: Hi and welcome to the live video and podcast. Uh, it's Gordon Bertram here and it's a pleasure to be sharing um, this uh, training today. So um, we're going to be talking about team essentials, about your most important assets in your martial arts school. So um, I haven't built martial arts schools for uh, many years now. In fact, probably 20 years now, I think it is. And um, I've been through ups, uh, peaks and troughs uh, within uh, my school and one of the biggest things, biggest challenges I had um, while growing my school and still still challenges today in this area. One of the biggest challenges I had at the start was definitely uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Without that, 100%, like so difficult when it came to this area of the business. Now, um, I, was, um, I learned to become a pretty good marketer and uh, a good driver of uh, building my business, et cetera. Um, But one of the fundamental things I struggled with for far too long was um, this concept of having staff or having people within your martial arts school to help you. And I know uh, I've spoken to so many school owners that uh, number one, martial arts school, owners don't know where to start when it comes to building a staff program, when it comes to building a team. Um, Number two, uh, most martial arts instructors really struggle in this area because they have, um, what I would say, little control issues. Um, if you're anything like me, I really, really struggled with letting go. It was one of the hardest things for me, without doubt, to to let go of was the baby that I created. And I'm sure, um, let me have a little look down here. I'm sure you guys, hi guys, how are we doing? Um, I'm sure you guys um, have the same. So I wanted to go over here. And talk to you guys uh, about some of the most important parts of building your staff team because it's so so important to get this right. Now we're going to go over the mistakes first. So we're going to go over a few of the mistakes that instructors make um, when it comes to um, building a team. Okay, and it's you're going to you're going to you, you might have some light bulb moments here, by the way, because there's some uh, there's some beauties in here. But fundamentally, we all need staff in our business. We all need staff in our martial arts school. And the reason for that is because um, we want to have a little bit of uh, freedom. Like I'm, I'm on a live video here. This is a podcast as well. But if you're on the live video, comment below if you would just love more time and freedom for yourself. Like if you really need like a holiday without like your whole martial arts school turning into like, you know, a war zone because you've gone away for a week or you just can't get the time off. Comment below on the live video. I know it's a podcast as well, but comment, comment below on the live video if you really would like more freedom. You don't want to feel tied to it. So I absolutely, like for me, uh, for many years, I used to control everything in my business, and I really, I did get staff, but I really struggled to let things go. Um, and I really, it was so hard for me. Like if my wife was here right now, Uh, On this uh, this podcast, she would say, "Oh, man, he was a nightmare." I thought no one could do it as good as me. I believed uh, that if it, you know, they took so long doing it, I might as well just get on with it and do it myself. And that is like that is that's the delusion. Okay. Now, the hardest part of building a business, you go from two levels really. You go from a few levels actually. You go from starting a martial arts school with a few students, and you could get up to fifty members. I did up to fifty members. And you can manage that yourself. You know everyone by their first name. You know, they're like your little family, if you like. Um, You know, all your students know you. They know everything about you. You think they're your mates. And you've got all of these, like, students and stuff, these 50-odd students, and it feels great. And then you're like, well, I kind of – I want to go to the next level, uh, and I don't want to be doing it myself. I'm going to try and get someone to help. And there's some mistakes that you're going to make in here, which I'm going to share. And then you start growing it. And then uh, there's so many school owners that I talk to, and they have this problem with staff. They have Because now you're going into a different realm. Like when you go from 50 members or whatever it is for you, and then you want to scale it up a little bit, now you're dealing with people. And people have different values, different mindset, different skill sets. The hardest thing for us to deal with is a human being. That's where you've got to grow on a different level Okay, Uh, and I'm going to talk about that now. So it's really, really important. So number one. um, So um, we all need staff uh, because it will just become a job. It will just become a, you know, a glorified job where you're doing everything. In fact, it's a worse job. I'll tell you why that is. If you're doing everything in your martial arts school, what happens is you you you've got a glorified job. It's even worse because you're only managing yourself. You'll be the worst manager to yourself. You'll give yourself the worst accountability. You won't pay yourself hardly anything, okay, because you'll put it all back in the business. And you think, why the hell am I doing this in the first place? You lose, start losing your love for uh, your martial arts because you're teaching all the time. You're cleaning the toilets. You're doing everything in your business. You're doing accountancy that you can't stand and you're no good at. You're absolutely un um, unorganized. You're just you're all over the place. I mean, I don't know if anyone can uh, relate to that, but that was definitely me, for instance. So here's some of the mistakes that people make in their martial That's school. When it comes to building their greatest asset, and I can promise you now, the greatest asset I have in my business is my team. You know what I mean? It is my team, the team, the team that you build. And if I can build a team, you guys can definitely build a team because I was definitely my own worst enemy here, okay? So, here we go. So the biggest mistakes that people make, I feel, in their martial arts school. Number one, number one, and this is so important. People they like school owners think, that having staff is an expense, not an asset. A, a, a staff, categorically, having a team, having people around you, paying staff is an asset, not an expense. And unless you get that framed correctly, Unless you get that in your mind, unless you really see staff and people in your business that you pay as an asset, you will not hire. You'll make the excuses, which is number two. I don't have enough money to pay staff. That's the biggest delusion, okay? I was definitely there. I can put two, three, four hands in the air. When it comes to developing staff and having staff, I've seen it as an expense. First thing I go is I haven't got the money. Where where this is delusional is any other business that you set up, let's say you set up, let's say a takeaway. Let's say you set up a takeaway, yeah? Restaurant takeaway thing, yeah? You're not going to like, there is no way anyone's not, like a a business owner's not going to set that business up and not have people to serve behind the counter and make the food. They're going to employ staff because they know that then staff is an asset to their business, going to make the money. When we start, our school owners are strange because um, we build a martial arts school. We're not expecting to go to that next level. When you go from this holding everything together and, um, you know, c- controlling everything yourself and going to the next level. And um, what happens is we go into this fear mode that we've got to pay money. It's too much. But here's the thing I want to really explain. Uh, good staff will make you more money than you pay them. And will give you the greatest gift of all, which is your time, which is your time and your freedom. And that for me is the greatest asset of all, like your time and your freedom. So what you've got to look at is not you, but the way we need to look at this um, uh, effectively is to look at every staff member as an asset. And it's an asset where they'll bring you money in and they'll give you time. They'll make you more time and they give you leverage. So that's really important. So the biggest mistakes people make is, like, it's, it's an expense, okay? And then what they do is, and, when, and if you think that way, what they do is they, they then pay. If they do end up getting staff, here's the next problem they have. They hire staff and pay them the least amount of money and expect the most amount of work. So what most people do, and I've been here, this is why I'm laughing, okay? So what they do is they hire someone in, let's say part time, let's say for five, 10 hours a week, they pay a minimum wage and then they want maximum output from these people. So they pay them as least amount of money as they can. And they, they literally strip them dry of everything. They get them to do everything they can right in that, that that 10 hours, burn the person out and get no results whatsoever. The people, the people who are employed for 10 hours, 20 hours, whatever it is, they're balance, trying to balance everything, and they get nothing done, and then you point the finger and say, these are rubbish, I might as well do it myself, like, again, if you're listening on the live video, have you ever done that, comment below, because I have definitely done that many times, okay, so they pay far too little, and expect miracles from people, so they do as little as they can, little am- amount of time, and try and get as maximum amount of them as they can, and it never, ever, ever, ever works, okay? they So that's, that's the, the, another, um, another mistake. And uh, Another mistake to make is this, okay? So here's another mistake. They take on anybody that says they can do that role. So let me explain how this works. So um, let's say you want someone to do the front house. Let's say you want someone to do reception, for instance, okay? So what they do is they take on, um, people who, let's say they put out a, um, an app, like they'll, they'll say they want someone behind the reception desk. And what happens is, um, they, um, they take someone the reception desk, someone, they put it out into their local community, let's say a family member or a, a student's member, a, a student member's parent, and they put it out and the per, parents say, yeah, I can do that. And then what happens is they take on anyone who says they can do it without interviewing them properly, without checking they've got the skill set, et cetera. And then they end up with this like person nightmare in their business where they can't get rid of them because they're a pain in the ass. Um, they can't, they, they don't know what to, what to do next. They, um they end up with a, um, uh, a, a uh, infiltrating other people in their business. And then they're like, well, if I've got to let them go now that 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 student's going to leave. So they end up in this absolute mess. So they start taking on people who say they can do it rather than people who have got the skill set in doing it. Does that make sense? So I see this all the time and we're all guilty of this. We are all guilty of it. So um, I'm trying to work out what's going on here. Actually. Um, so I'm, um, that the it's really important not to just hire people who can do it. You want to hire on the skill set. You want to hire on people who can do it effectively. Like, don't make the same mistake most people do, which is hiring because they can do it rather than rather than they've got the skill set of doing it. That's really really important. Okay, so make sure that you have got that. Um, you don't make that same mistake, especially that was what I did for sure. Okay. Number one. Okay, so um, number uh, is the next one. Mistakes we make is we overwork the people. Try and get them to do far too many things. I've been guilty of this 10 times over. Trying to get them to do loads of things rather than specific tasks in their business. So what happens is we end up going, well, if I get one person in to do all these things, I'll be made. I'll be sorted. That is a delusion. Do not get people in to do Five, six, seven different things. is, t- it. I start. I mean, even now, guys, and I've had teams for years, right? I am stripping people down to own certain areas, and that's it in their bu- in the business. Rather than you can do everything. Now you have certain things. We have a lady called Becky who does, she's one of them people who does loads of different things because she's really good at that. Okay. But most people, they need two or three things that they own and are responsible for in the business. I talk to loads of school owners, and they literally, they give too much responsibility to too many thick people. So what they do is, they'll go, let's say, for instance, it's prospects. So someone's dealing with prospects. They don't give it to just one person to deal with. They give it to two or three people. And the problem is, you've now got the problem where you can point the finger and blame other people, okay? What you've got to do is, you've got to give, give people two or three areas that they own, and that's it, okay? don't overwork them. Get get your staff really good and focused in two or three areas that they are accountable for, that they've got targets for, and that they've got a report on. That's really, really smart when you do that, okay? So, okay, really important. So um, the next mistake we make is people don't train them enough. Here's what I've learned is, this is how the training normally goes for school owners. They get somebody in, and then what they do is they'll get, they get a person in they'll do an hour's training with them. And then they expect them to run their business. Okay. Now we've all been guilty of that at times. It's like, well, I'm paying you get on with it. Okay. doesn't work that way. They're only as good as you train them. And we, we have like yesterday we had a meeting in our, cause I've, I came back into the business. Uh, and, um, after having a month out and, um, it was an interesting conversation. I started with, like, right, okay, what training needs to be done in this area on the systems, et cetera, et cetera, and realised they just they needed more training. That was the problem. They needed more training. So it's like right, more training goes ahead. And most business owners, most school owners, they don't give people enough time to train them, okay? You need about a three-month training program, really. If you're going to really be optimal, you've got to give people three months uh, as a, a three-month trial that is really well trained, lots of training, allow people to make mistakes pick them up again. You've got to treat staff like a baby walking. So when you get a baby learning to walk, what you do is you allow them to fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up. That's how you learn to walk. Okay. Now what most school owners do is they, they someone falls down a couple of times, makes a few mistakes, and then you kick off and you get annoyed. You go, well, I might as well do it myself. You get annoyed. The, the greatest thing you've got to do when you're building a team You've got to become better yourself. Like, you have to become a leader. You've got to give people time. You've got to become a great trainer. And actually, the great, great news is this, is most martial arts school owners are good at being patient with their students, aren't you? So if you've got kids in your school, you'll be patient. You'll give empathy. You'll allow them time to develop. That's what you've got to do with staff. And what i found is over the years, and I've been of this, and I know lots of school owners are, is the problem is we look at adults different to children because we think that a child needs more time, but etc. to develop and have empathy and all that. When it comes to an adult, you think, well, you're an adult. Can you just get on with it? Why haven't you got that? Are you stupid or something? We end up judging that um, adult because they're an adult rather than realising that they, they are just like a baby. When they start something new, they need to learn just like a baby learns to walk. And if you can think in that way, if you can have patience, empathy like i said if you can train them nurture them inspire them motivate them you will get more out of them than you will by just get like training them once let them get on with it make mistakes and then kick their asses which is what what they n- normally do okay so um uh, another mistake that people make is they they do what i call dictator management so they get somebody in and then they piss that person what i've learned is when you've got staff you've got to inspire them, not dictate to them. You got to inspire, motivate them. You got to lead them, not dictate to them. Not tell them what you want them to do. You got to inspire them with what you want them to do. And and I, I, I truly believe most people who get a, a start getting staffing, start building a team. The first thing they do is become a dictator. The ego comes out, and they start to tell that that staff member. They start to dictate, and that is not very inspiring. We live in a world now where the where, where we live in a world where we need inspiring leaders and people want to go to work for inspiring leaders. And actually, um, you'll end up getting far better staff by being an inspiring leader, by being someone uh, working in an environment that is inspiring, motivating, fun, exciting, uh, uh, forward thinking, disruptive. That's what people want to be part of. So don't be that leader. And that is just like, you have to do this. I'm paying you. Get on with it. Like that can happen a lot. And that's a massive, massive put off for staff. And it's not very motivating. And the other mistake that people make is they think like as a as a business owner, you think that they need you. No, you need staff in your business. You need to become world class at this. I mean, I can do a training on this um, probably for a full day. And I might do a full day's training on developing staff, because there's so many elements of it to recruiting staff. It's, this is a skill set on its own. I promise you now, building teams is probably fundamentally the hardest part of building a martial arts school, bar none. Now, it gives you the greatest reward and the greatest pain. Like Building a team gives you the greatest reward and gives you the greatest pain because you have to deal with human beings and emotions. Okay. You have to deal with that. And that is what most people are not ready for. Now you've got options. You can become a better leader. You can start to become a a better, you can learn this. You can read the books and go to the seminars and all that kind of stuff. Or like some business owners, like I speak to some school owners and I'm like, you are never going to be a manager in your business managing people. You need to stop now and start recruiting someone to manage your team because there's some people who fundamentally are no good at managing other people. They just end up getting pissed off with people. They frustrate them. They just are never going to learn to become a great leader of people. Okay. They can create and do all these things, but actually it hurts them that much people coming at them. Okay. They can't do that. So you know, uh, and that's like the next level. Having someone in between you and your staff that can manage the people, and you only report to that manager—that would be great, wouldn't it? Okay, that's what I've got in my business. And it's really, really powerful. So that's a mistake people—some of the mistakes they make. Now, here's the thing: uh, we can do loads more training on this, and I probably will. But here's what I want to say to you guys: is number one, what's really important is um, you need staff. Now, what I would say is. You need staff in your business. Make sure that you have you got, and and what I've got here is make sure you've got enough time allocated every day to whether it's recruiting staff, developing staff, training staff, and um, finding staff. Okay, working on your projected team. Make sure you've got enough time spent in your business, not just going out to make money and not just going out to get more members. It's such an important part of your business and your future going forwards. You must allocate enough time to that each day. Ask yourself this question. What time have I put aside every day to work on developing my team? Okay. Whether you've got no team or not, whether it's, okay, I need to make sure that I've got my, um, or my, uh, uh, I know what my business structure looks like. If you've got my book, you're seeing it. There's the business structure that I've got in here somewhere. It's in here somewhere. Um, there's a there's a graph in the book. So in my, uh, the business of martial arts, you all know in there you've got different you have different um, things in the book. We'll show you what you need at different levels. Okay, how your martial arts school is set up. That would be a great place to start. And then you what you do is you look at it and go, what? Well, there's an administration. There's marketing. There's um uh, there's sales. All these things you put them all in your business. And then what you do is you might have your name next to all of them. That's fine. But then you've got to actively work on saying, okay, what will I, what's the first hire? Right, it'll be this. And what do I need to do for that? And start to work on getting your first hire, getting your second hire, getting your third hire. I've helped so many school owners in this area um, require, acquire staff in their business that now have so much freedom in their lives compared to where they were, it's frightening. And I get so many inboxes for, because of this, because they're mostly in their own way. And most of them thought, oh, I can't afford staff. It's too much expense. But actually it was killing them. It was killing them trying to do everything, okay? But you may be a school owner that is, you know, you may only have 10, 15 members. You may only have 30, 40 members, 50 members. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to plan for that. I want you to plan for your first hire and your second hire and your third hire. Because, guys, really, we all want to do what we love, don't we, okay? We didn't get into this to have, a, to have a job that's worse than working for somebody else. Like, working for yourself is great, but we're our own worst enemy, okay? So make sure you're doing that. I'm going to do another live video on this as well because I'm going to show you how to recruit and how to um, uh, motivate um, staff. I'm going to do uh, part two of this video here, okay, in podcast. But fundamentally, think about mistakes. Think about what you need to work on now To um, think differently about your martial arts school in the sense of think bigger, think of it as an operation. Really, where you want to get to is you want to build your martial arts school where you can teach when you want to teach. You don't have to be in there. You can go on as many holidays as you want and the business still runs. I mean, how great would it be to have a fully leveraged school that you can leave, okay, for a month, come back and it's grown and you've got the system and process in place? Now, Here's the thing. It's not an overnight um, uh, uh, win, but what I would say is start now and work on it daily. And I promise you, you'll be able to create such magic in the future. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I'll follow up with number two, part two of this as well. Um, But great to great to chat to you guys. staffing is the most important It's your biggest asset in your business if you want time you want freedom and you want to make more money in your martial that school and I'm going to leave you with this okay I want you to write down all the things that you're great at in your that you love doing in your school and I want you to write down all the things that you cannot stand and I want you to look at all of them elements of the things that you cannot stand and I want you to create a plan of getting rid of them things you do not like to other people to stuff that you're going to create in your business so you don't have to deal with that anymore you can just focus on the things that you love and then remember if you fail to plan you plan to fail make sure you put that into action today that's your job today guys have a phenomenal day in all you do keep learning keep growing and you will continue to succeed remember each day every day is a new chapter of your life and each day you create your future tomorrow have a wonderful day take care
0: thanks for listening to the martial arts business podcast you can follow gordon personally on facebook at black belt in business also join our free facebook group martial arts business mastery community for some great advice tips and support on building your martial arts empire keep learning developing and growing and you will become a black belt in business